You are now listening to Smoke After Dark. <laughs> Welcome to Smoke After Dark. Tonight, we are discussing the mystery of the ninth planet. What you may know about the ninth planet will change after tonight. Not far from Neptune, maybe in your telescope soon, a ninth planet is lurking, bigger or smaller than Pluto. Well, the debate is on about that. At the edge of our galaxy lies the ninth planet, possibly gaseous and orbiting behind Neptune. What type of keys does this planet hold? What information about previous civilizations or intergalactic societies can be learned from this ninth planet? All this and more in tonight's program. Keep the fireplace warm. You're gonna need it. Pluto used to be known as a planet. That was disproved by Batigan and Brown who have given us reason to believe in the ninth planet. Whatever you say about them, they are proactive in their efforts. The researchers Constantin, Batigan, and Mike Brown discovered the planet's existence through mathematical modeling and computer simulations but have not yet observed the object directly. Quote, This would be a real ninth planet, says Brown, the Richard and Barbara Rosenberg Professor of Planetary Astronomy. Quote, There have only been two true planets discovered since ancient times, and this would be a third. It's a pretty substantial chunk of our solar system that's still out there to be found which is pretty exciting, end of quote. And that's from astrobiology.nasa.gov, written by Kim Fessenmeyer. I'd like to bring a few pieces of it, parts of it to you with my own thoughts. Brown notes that putative ninth planet at 5,000 times the mass of Pluto is sufficiently large that there should be no debate about whether it is a true planet. So right there, we're getting the feeling that this shouldn't be up for debate about whether a, a ninth planet is out there. Article goes on to say, Batigan and Brown describe their work in the current issue of the Astronomical Journal and show how Planet 9 helps explain a number of mysterious features of the field of icy objects and debris beyond Neptune known as the Kuiper Belt. The Kuiper Belt is of huge fascination to the Vatican. We have another report out of the Vatican I'll get to. But following up with Batigan and Brown's research, Batigan, an assistant professor of planetary science, for the first time in over 150 years, he says, there is solid evidence that the solar system's planetary census is incomplete. 
The article goes on to say, as an observer and a theorist, respectively, the researchers approach the work from very different perspectives. Brown, as someone who looks at the sky and tries to anchor everything in the context of what can be seen, and Badikin as someone who puts himself within the context of dynamics, considering how things might work from a physics standpoint. Those differences allowed the researchers to challenge each other's ideas and to consider new possibilities. Quote, I would bring in some of these observational aspects. He would come back with arguments from theory and we would push each other. I don't think the discovery would have happened without that back and forth, says Brown. It was perhaps the most fun year of working on a problem in the solar system that I've ever had. He's quoted the same. And the article goes on to say, Indeed, Planet Nine's existence helps explain more than just the alignment of the distant Kuiper Belt objects. It provides an explanation for the mysterious orbits that the two of them trace. The first of these objects is the Sedna, discovered by Brown in 2003. Unlike other Cooper Belt objects which get gravitationally kicked out by Neptune and then return back to it, Sedna never gets very close to Neptune. A second object like Sedna, known as 2012 VP113, was announced by Trujillo and Shepard in 2014. Bettigan and Brown found that the presence of Planet 9 in its proposed orbit naturally produces Sedna-like objects by taking a standard Cooper Belt charge and slowly putting it away into orbit and less then it's less connected to Neptune. A predicted consequence of Planet 9 is that a second set of confined objects should also exist. Where did Planet 9 come from? How did it end up in the outer solar system. The article goes on to say, scientists have long believed that the early solar system began with four planetary cores that went on to grab all of the gas around them, forming the four gaseous planets, the planets that have gas on them, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune. Over time, collisions in space and ejections shape them, move them out of their present locations. The article really closes with a positive note i would love to find it says brown but i'd also be perfectly happy if someone else found it that is why we're publishing this paper we hope that other people are going to get inspired and start searching in terms of understanding more about the solar system's context and the rest of the universe badigan says that in a couple of ways the ninth planet seems like an oddball to to us you know and would actually make our solar system more similar to other planetary systems astronomers are finding around stars and one of the most startling discoveries they found was the mass between earth and neptune Badigan goes on to say that our solar system was lacking that common type of planet um and uh, unless this ninth planet really does prove to be uh inside that mass and uh, he, he does touch on the Pluto subject. All those people who are mad that Pluto is no longer a planet can be thrilled to know that there is a real planet out there still to be found, he says. Um, the paper is titled Evidence for a Distant Giant Planet in the Solar System. You can read about this discovery. And I'm going to make sure to link that in the show's bio. But he may get his wish. 
Because in the Vatican, as I mentioned earlier, they have spotted uh, something very incredible here. And we're going to talk about that. Uh, and you, you best believe that uh, all this uh, adds up to something very, very interesting and something special happening in space. Uh, so I'll be back after this brief message. Thanks for staying with me this far on Smoke After Dark. And remember, they want us to be inspired. Mike Brown, Badigan, you know, both of these uh, wise men want us to be inspired for finding Planet Nine out there. We should be happy about this. Um, now to the report in the Vatican. Coming out of the Daily Mail. This is a nice piece written by Sam Tonkin for Mail Online. Published February 16th of this year, 2022. It was spotted by Richard Boyle using the Vatican Advanced Technology Telescope on December 3rd last year, 2021. They believe they have spotted a mysterious object, 2021 XD7. Exploration of these Tinos, astronomers believe could help them find the Pluto-like planet, Planet 9. The theoretical Planet 9 is based on the gravitational pull it exerts on these bodies with Astronomers confident it will be found in the coming years. This confidence is building. We know the closest it gets to the sun is still 30 times further than our own world. This trans-Neptunian body, called 2021 XD7, takes 286 years to travel around the sun and is almost certainly smaller than the dwarf planet Pluto, is what they're telling us from the Vatican. But we don't know that to be true. Constantin Badigan and Michael E. Brown suggest Planet 9 could be the core of a giant planet that was ejected from its original orbit by Jupiter during the genesis of the solar system. And you have others proposing the planet was captured from another star and was once a rogue planet, or that it formed a distant orbit and was pulled into an eccentric orbit by a passing star. Further surveys continue to go on. The 8-meter Subaru Telescope is being used. Neowise is being used. Scientists believe that after the launch of the Vera Rubin Telescope in Chile, they will be able to detect many more transnubian objects than are currently known. They will probably point to the location of Planet 9. I get that little part about the telescope from Chile in Anama Alien, who leads us to the Daily Mail uh, report, which makes us reflect on the astrobiology report that I read to you at the beginning of the program. Now, there's a debate whether this is demon work or divine work. There's undoubted proof of other star systems and stars themselves. Some people believe the moon landing was fake, but there's no denying there is a space race to get back there and reach other planets which eventually will lead to colonization. The race is on for who will be first. 
The two planets that have been found since ancient times are Uranus and Neptune. Why do so many assume the planet 9 to be smaller than that of Pluto, when Brown and Badigan's research points to it being larger? Those healthy exchanges of ideas are good to keep having a better understanding of space, and it can help you in whatever you do in your life. So hopefully this helps Mike Brown and Constantin Badigan find a planet, and hopefully their healthy exchange of ideas leads you to your own and helps you in more ways than you know. Keep it healthy and keep it light, of course. Is the ninth planet possibly cloaked? Undetectable by our technology? Is it being hidden by its inhabitants? Has our technology simply not reached the ninth planet in all this time? We found other star systems. We've been able to peek into other universes where there's planets like Earth. A lot of questions remain as to why the Vatican is so fascinated in the ninth planet and the Kuiper belt behind Neptune. Pointing back to the creation of Catholicism as a religion, there has always been a fascination with Greek mythology. Did the ninth planet simply take off? Did it collapse and break apart into debris itself? Reasonable questions for reasonable answers. One theme is familiar through any piece of information you or I have heard about the ninth planet is confidence. Confidence the ninth planet will be found. Confidence alone won't find the ninth planet. However, it tells us the search of a ninth planet in our solar system is in capable hands. But is there too many hands in the cookie jar? Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to tonight's Smoke After Dark. And join us next week when we go in to a new episode and a new tale. And I hope you enjoyed tonight's program. You can subscribe at anchor.fm slash smokeafterdark. Wherever you get your podcasts, you get Smoke After Dark. Just like the hands of time, I'm turning it over to you. Good night, everyone. And God bless.